welcome to a toast to rom-coms. We're feeling quite feisty, as you can tell by that music. That didn't strike you as feisty music, Allison? It strikes me as festive music. I guess that makes more sense than feisty. <laughs> They're both F-words, though. Not the best F-word, though. We all know what that is. You'll hear it. Fuck! Frequently. <laughs> If you stick around to listen to the whole thing. Welcome. This is Toast to Rom-Coms, where we pick a rom-com and kind of break it down into what we believe makes a good rom-com. Things like unbelievability. um, Chemistry. Chemistry. Obstacles to the main couple getting together. Iconic scene. Oh, you have to have a scene that you think of immediately with the movie. Mm-hmm. Increases its memorability. And iconism. That's a word. Sure. All right. It's now. Yeah. Copyright. Come, coming to Merriam-Webster next year. <laughs> Uh, so today uh, we are going to talk about White Christmas. Our second Christmas special. Yes. I'm Marie. I'm Allison. And when I, I sat down to watch this movie, I thought, huh, this is kind of funny because when we were talking about Falling for Christmas, we talked about how we like to see the fucking and hear the fucks. Yes, 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 yes. And now we're doing White Christmas, which has literally none of that. Still more action than Falling for Christmas, though. Oh, a shit ton. Yes. There's, like, some heavy petting. <laughs> there's, like, four kisses. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's an, it's no joke. Yeah. Even if they're chased, they're there. And I don't know. I mean, I guess they're closed-mouthed. No, but there, there's no tongue. No. In the 50s. At least not that we saw... Because I know, I'm just going to throw this out there, um, Singing in the Rain, mm-hmm. Gene Kelly slipped the tongue to Debbie, not... Debbie was, Reynolds? Yes. I never saw Singing in the Rain. <gasps> I know. It's one of my favorites. I know. Maybe we'll have to do it after Christmas. Okay. I, I do love that movie. Is it the one that, is it the movie that Gene Kelly made Debbie Reynolds cry like so oh, many times? Oh, absolutely. And then Fred Astaire helped her learn how to dance. That's adorable. And he had trouble with the steps too. Mm. They achieved very different styles. Hmm. Anyway, we can talk about that after Christmas. Okay. And But that was not the last time I will me- mention Fred Astaire. Okay. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. I got a fun <laughs> fact of my own that I know that you're not going to have in your final facts. I am so excited I am this. so excited to tell you because you don't even know where it's going. The anticipation is already killing me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we ro- Here we go. White Christmas. Are let, we? Let me tell you about it, please. I'm dying to know. Even though I we've know. watched like <laughs> documentaries on it and all this shit, uh, White Christmas came out in 1954. Uh, it stars Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney, Vera Ellen. And Dean Jagger, and I'll throw in Mary Wicker. Wh- nope, Mary Wicks. Is that the housekeeper? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was directed by Michael Curtis. Curtis. Uh, and it was written by 
Norman Krasna, and Norman Panama. Maybe it's the same guy. Could, mm. Couldn't tell you. And uh, Melvin Frank. Nice. I'm surprised Irvin... Berlin. Yeah. Irvin Berlin. I guess he just did the music. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I, I'm not going to get into this all this later, but it is interesting how much of the music is pulled from other movies that he wrote mm. for. Okay. So it's not just the song White, um, White Christmas. It's a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, so the drink today, we're breaking from routine here, and we're going to do two different drinks. So first up is the White Christmas. And if you look up White Christmas cocktail recipe on Google, you will find a shit ton of different things. If you're interested in this particular recipe, please go to our Instagram at Toasty Romcoms or our website www.toastyromcoms.com. We will have um, the link and the recipe posted. Um, Sweet. Yep. This is Dewar's. Nope. Oh, wrong one. Yep. This is Creme de Menthe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Creme de Menthe, Kahlua, Vanilla Vodka. Half and half. Half and half. And gets it. Yes. It was like garnish with the maraschino cherry, but I hate Fuck those. That. So. I hate maraschino cherries. And it's supposed to be pure white, but it's more like two days after it snowed in Pittsburgh and like all the traffic sludge got mixed in. Somebody pissed in it. But I didn't get white creme de menthe. I was going to say, it's because the creme de menthe is like an emerald green. So on the website, I think it was this one, there were two creme de menthe recipes and one of them said it. It said, for a fun festive drink, Mm -hmm. like for a fun festive green color, put green creme de menthe. But we now know that's not fun or festive or green. All right. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Heavy on the mint. The mint and the coffee. That's crazy. Bernard's just saying that he only put a half a shot of mint of the creme de menthe in there. Mm. Which is wild. Yeah. The coffee and the mint come out heavy. Mm. I don't know about the vanilla. Like, Mm -mm. I get some sweetness afterwards. After the initial shock of mint, it's very good. I'd have this again. Mm -hmm. I already know, but I don't know that I can do two. It's a very heavy drink. It's very thick. And that, that sweet aftertaste has really hit me. So that's where that's where I think I'd struggle with one. It's a little two. like I accidentally ate some of my toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you wanted a drink. Uh, you know. Um, can I see that? What kind of toothpaste do you use? Colgate. Oh, we're crust people. Listen, I was crust all my life until my husband put the kibosh on it. What's wrong with crust? It's not what he grew up with, and I change better than he changes. We grew up with AIM. Remember AIM toothpaste? I do. That was always Dad's special. And then after a while, I feel like we refused to do it, and we got crust. I just remember loving AIM. I don't remember the switch happening. I just knew at one point we did change. I, from teenager years on, I had crust. Okay. So, I had Crust Pro Health. Maybe the change happened while I was at college. And then I was kind of just like, well, I guess this is what we're doing now. (laughs) 
We're not AIM people anymore. We're crust. Do they still make AIM? I don't know. Email us. Toastofrobcobs at gmail.com. Hey, we finally wore Giant Eagle down and they liked something that we posted. Oh, they never have before? Mm-hmm. They're like, come on. We gotta do something with these bitches. Maybe they'll leave us alone now. <laughs> uh, we just posted about our... Trader Joe's advent calendar candle and cocktail pairing. So if you haven't checked that out, please go to our Instagram and look at it. Yeah, it's quite. We even pulled in a special guest who's really good at it. Much better than us amateurs. Yes, the the pictures look great. Do you want to summarize this? Sure. Good luck. There's a lot of things going on in this movie. I know. And not a lot of them have to do with Christmas. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So this movie is about two guys who used to be in the army together and one saved one's life and basically guilted him into a life of show business with him. And then they meet some girls who they help out and then end up following to Vermont where they see their old war general and they decide to help him out by sh- by putting on a show and trying to raise money to keep this war general's lodge in business and by happenstance fall in love at the same time. Not with the war general, because it's the <laughs> 50s. <laughs> and that's frowned upon, as they mentioned. That's right. They were like, oh, you gotta marry a girl. That's an absolute must. <laughs> well, back then, it was. I know. No, I'm just Wow, wow. Every, hey, listen. The shit you find out about these stars oh, messing yeah. around with each other and all the sex and stuff happening. Does that have to do with your fact that's coming? No. Okay. I'm still thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of this stuff is unbelievable. And I don't know if you want to take first crack at the opening scene. Because... <laughs> I had Barter next to me going, do you want me to start listing them for you? And I was like, yep. <laughs> uh, no, how about you go first? Do you want me to give them all for the opening scene? Let's do it. All right. So the first, it, the movie opens with Danny Kay, who I never figured out his first name, so I just call him DK in my notes. It's Phil. <laughs> Jesus Christ, how many times have you seen this? <laughs> We just call him Danny Kay. We never called him Phil. I know. It's Bob Wallace and Phil Davis. I knew Bob, just didn't know <laughs> Phil. You know, they don't say the women's names a lot. Betty and, and Judy. Okay, then. What were you finish your thought? Nope, that's it. <laughs> Go. Um, so it opens up with Phil and Bob serenading their entire unit up on a stage fully lit with a band and there's like grenades going off and an obvious war happening around them so that whole like unbelievability thing is just there they are not afraid for their lives they are putting on this fucking show so bernard said this would have to be the battle of the bulge okay has to be it's the only time during the war that americans were in this type of scenario it's also the coldest winter ever recorded in that area with a shit ton of snow. So he said they'd all be in foxholes, like huddled together under blankets to preserve body strength. You mean not wearing their thin ass uniforms and singing and dancing? 
True. They would also not be clean shaven and clean. Or having like food and drink like prepared for the masses. That is correct. He said at night during this time, people weren't even allowed to smoke cigarettes because if Germans would see the light of the cigarette, it would be over. Mm-hmm. So to have all of this hubbub and the lighting scene is completely ridiculous. It basically seemed like there were spotlights just <laughs> on the stage. Bob here! Bob here! <laughs> the famous Bob Wallace performing for Germany! Yes. Yes, it is crazy. So that whole entire, like, until they actually did get attacked was unbelievable. Mm. Yeah. I remember they had, like, a um, a fake out. And then they were, like, they got all quiet. And then they were, like, hey, it's okay. Let's keep going. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Pay no attention to the shells behind yeah. us. <laughs> we're fine. Just keep singing. <laughs> um, and also... Bing Crosby is wearing dress shoes and not army boots. Oh. I have a question, and Bernard is in the room. So did they wear their hats super cocked like that? Okay. I feel like that would be, like, insubordination. Like... You you saw a brothers. Yeah, exactly. Remember the the, the whole scene? About the pants and the... Remember the whole scene in the winter, though? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The foxholes and how that's cold it. they were. Yeah. That's, that, that's where they were. Yeah. That was a scary episode. Yeah. It's terrifying. It is. To touch upon what you said, I hate that fucking cocked hat. <laughs> I fucking hated it. it he looked only, like a fucking douche. Uh, it only accentuates his ginormous taxi cab <laughs> door ears even more. He is not a good-looking man. And to have him standing next to a babe like Danny Kay is just makes it even worse. He is such a babe. He was in an undershirt, and they were changing, and he was like... he. It looked like he had stuff going on under his shirt that looked like I wanted to see it. <laughs> he wasn't like... It looked like he had some abs. That's it. We're going to look up Danny Kay shirtless on <laughs> I don't know if there's anything. I'm going to look. You continue with your wartime unbelief. That's it. That's it. I'm good. Okay. My big thing. Oh, wait. There it is. Oh, no way. This is a very funny picture, and it does look like he's a very fit man. (laughs) His facial expressions kill me. Yeah. They yeah. really do. Yeah. Um, Agreed. He was going into a swimming pool, people. Mm-hmm. With his bathing shorts pulled up super high. Oh, wait. Here we go. That's a good one. Oh, uh, yeah. He's a fit guy? He is. And it's like real fit. It's, it's like abs fit. It's not like he was in a gym, because I don't know if people did that back then. I don't know what they did back then. <laughs> Probably because I wasn't alive. <laughs> Hard labor, I think. Uh, yeah. <coughs> My big thing is, aside from the unbelievability of putting on this production and making it like a threat to their safety... <laughs> I feel like they would be way too tired and way too hungry to sing and dance and have that energy. Like, 
up for hours not getting solid rest, but they're cheerful as heck just watching those boys perform. And do they really want to watch dudes perform? Like, I think if that's your only choice. No, you're right. You're you're probably right. And and that's that's my other that's my argument against like being tired and stuff. If they're trying to keep morale up, I'm sure you know, it's super shitty obviously and more. Mm-hmm. Um that would be my only argument against that that they're just trying to keep everyone pepped up and like ready to go. So cuz they did I think it was still called the USO, and they would bring the stars over, just, you know, not to, like, an actual battlefield. (laughs) Really? (laughs) You don't say. Yes. My next unbelievability doesn't come until Florida. Same. Same. Um, What's your first one after? Um, you gotta love a perfectly choreographed dance between strangers. Oh, absolutely. And Danny Kay and Vera Allen are dancing. Or uh, Phil and Judy. And there's there's a lot of that in this movie. It's a musical. Mm-hmm. So can we put that in our caveat? Like just set it aside. Yep. Okay, we know that that part of its unbelievability, we're moving on. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because it is. It's crazy. But I also liked how when Betty found them, she commented on it. (laughs) There were a lot of good one-liners in this movie. So many. And there's so much good, like, um, I feel like there's a word for it, but whenever you talk under somebody, kind of, like, mumble something about, like, like, just... I know know what you're saying. I had, like, uh, how Wallace and Davis were at the table with the girls and davis was just tanking and then wallace would be what's like nicks 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 like and he would keep, keep pushing yeah <laughs> that was very funny and i think that subtitles really help yes with that because i don't know if i've ever noticed it before mm-hmm. um yeah danny k was really tanking with that like they just met those sisters and he was like how do you feel about babies Speaking of what? families and oranges, oranges are good for your teeth, babies. Like, I legit think that was his segue. I laugh, but people don't talk like that. Yeah. I mean, in show business, you would think he would have had more experience with girls to get that tongue tied. Even though that's kind of his character, like a bumbling idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, are you up? No, you are. I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was unbelievable giving your tickets to strangers. Like, not only tickets, but, like, expensive tickets. Yeah, $97. No, that was for the club room. Imagine what the, the drawing room was. $97 is what they paid for oh. the club car. Okay. And I, like, glanced over this. I didn't go into depth, but it's... A long train ride, as you might imagine, from Florida to Vermont. I think it said from New York to Vermont, it would have been eight or nine hours. I'm so glad that you said that because I brought that up somewhere. Yeah. So they would have trained. They would have changed trains. 
in New York, and then it would have been eight not to nine hours from there. So then you would think, like, 36 hours mm-hmm. total, probably. I am just going to... S- no. Since you... 24? I don't know, man. All right. 36 hours seemed right, because it's a far... Like, mm-hmm. it's, a, like, what? A 14-hour drive? Probably more to Florida from New York? Yeah. You would think. And I would say, like, trains would stop periodically. Like, right. Not straight shot. longer. Mm-hmm. While we're on that subject, because remember whenever um, Betty and Bob are going back and forth to New York, mm-hmm. I was like, they make it seem like it takes like a few hours to get from Vermont to New York mm-hmm. City. And I'm so glad that you looked up how long it takes. It, it takes eight or nine hours. They make it seem like they're gone for a night or an afternoon. And I thought it added a little bit because we've talked about the passage of time and getting to know each other. Like, we'll talk about this in chemistry, I'm sure, but Betty and Bob weren't getting along, so Mm -hmm. them having that time to, like, feel more at ease with each other, I Mm -hmm. think, helps out the chemistry aspect. So this was, like, a long time that they were there. Like, at least, like, seven to ten days. At least. Maybe even more. Yeah. Because... You know, they have that, like, we'll say, we'll just keep it 36 hours to Vermont. Mm-hmm. And then they get there, spend a couple days, and then Bob decides to get all the cast, crew, set designers, everybody up there. Mm-hmm. And then they have to, like, actually put on, like, design the show, make the sets. Could that be unbelievable? <laughs> it has to be, right? <laughs> like, at some point, I wrote down, like, at some point, you got to work with what you got. And that was, like, a dining room. So, and I think that they said in the beginning when Wallace and Davis finished their act before they even go to the girls' show, I think he says, like, they're all getting the 10 days before Christmas off or something like that. Okay. So, I swear, I might be making that up. I like to pull things out of my ass. I I don't remember, but I'm not going to argue against it because he did talk about... Giving them time off. Yeah. Yeah. And then he calls them in. <laughs> hit the bottom. I hit the bottom. I do believe it's your turn. Well, mine, yeah, we just talked about my next one was the full stage, full orchestra at the Vermont Inn. That's your next one? That's my next one, yeah. Fill in. All right, because my next one, after the giving your train tickets to strangers, is running from the cops. When you could just pay them what the girls owe. So, but they addressed it. They said it was the principal of the thing or whatever? Yeah. Um, Phil was like, it's the principal. We can't let this guy get away with it because they burned a hole in their carpet. It's such a weird excuse, too. Especially since none of them smoke. Right. Right. But... Like curlers, maybe? Maybe. But it's so weird to me that these grown professional men are just going to run from the cops, too. It makes no sense. No. Um, my next unbelievable before you get to whatever you were saying is going to Vermont to follow these ladies that you barely know. It is creepy if you think about it like if that happened in a movie now it would be like a you situation with joe goldberg it would definitely have to end up being like some kind of coincidence like instead of following them 
they would have been having, they would have had to have like wanted to visit the general or something and just happened to see them. But it's not. They legit were like, let's just follow these broads to Vermont for no Don't reason. Don't say they. Don't say they. Phil. Phil. Yeah. <sighs> Phil wanted to. It's weird. He wants a break. He wants his 45 minutes. <laughs> and he started this whole entire thing. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Okay, now you may go. Okay. I don't know why. I just don't have a lot of unbelievability. I After that, I really don't. Okay. My next unbelievability is towards the end. Mm-hmm. When he's on the Ed Harrison show, mm-hmm. singing to get the guys to come up to Vermont on TV. What can you do for a general who's no longer a general? Like, shut the fuck up. Maybe it's just the time and we don't understand because we're living in the future. <laughs> <laughs> no. I found out what it is. It's a discarded song from another film that Irving Berlin was like, fuck it, let's put it in here. <laughs> this fits perfectly. Except it doesn't. Except it doesn't. <laughs> it makes no sense. I hate that song. More than the, the theater, the, the theater. theater. <laughs> what has happened to the theater? Oh, we're going to get back to that in final thoughts. All right, great. Yeah, I don't really think I have any other unbelievability after that. Oh, you... Mm, mm. All right, I do. Okay. Are you done? I have one more. Okay. Opening that barn door at the end, it's going to be really cold for all those guests who are wearing... Like, those women who are wearing sleeveless... I'm sorry, but it's the 50s. They're women. Who the fuck cares? That's true. They're the second class citizens. Honestly. Yeah. Put a child in them and be done with them. Basically. Yep. I mean, it sucks to say, but that's what it is. Um, My unbelievability was akin to that. It was just the amount of snow that was suddenly out there. Whenever I saw that horse-drawn carriage, I was like, (laughs) are you fucking kidding me? Where did they get this? Where did they get it? How? It's been snowing for maybe two hours. (laughs) There's a horse-drawn sleigh going across. (laughs) It's physically impossible because the ground would have been too warm. They said it was 68 degrees. That ground is not cold enough. Yep. To have snow go on top Wasn't of it. the general wearing short sleeves like the day before? <laughs> yes. I believe he was. All right. Like, I agree. The ground's not going to be warm enough. Yeah. But science. It's nothing than cinematography. Uh, do you want to talk about obstacles before getting a drink? Yeah. Are we... So, this kind of... (laughs) So, are there obstacles... My question that I'm trying to ask. Obviously, Betty and Bob are a couple. Yes. Are Judy and Phil? Absolutely. Okay. Because it seems like they kind of end up together even though they kind of like... 
fake it? They totally end up together. Okay. They do a kiss. They're getting married. That's it. So to kiss somebody, you have to be married? You have to be be getting married. Mm -hmm. Because remember, Bob says something about, like, welcome to the family, I think. One of them says, welcome to the family. That was when they got engaged. No, that was at the end. No. I don't know. I don't want to be so confident and be wrong. Bernard, do you remember? What's that? Who said, at the end, does Bob tell Phil welcome to the family, or is that at a different part? Bob says it to yeah, Judy at the, at the party. That was the Christmas tree. Fuck. All right. <laughs> I don't remember that. Okay. Oh, so Judy says it to Bob. No, Bob says it to Judy, I thought. I thought Bob was saying it to Phil. <laughs> because why would why would Bob welcome Judy to the family when she was already fucking Betty's family? Because it's the Bob and Phil family. <laughs> no, he's saying it to Phil. Whatever, I'm done. So yeah, we have two couples for two sets of obstacles. Obstacles. All right. So let's start with the easiest. Betty and Bob. I was actually thinking <laughs> Phil and Judy. Because there's really no obstacle to Phil and Judy. Right. Except like Phil's cold feet. Maybe his, yeah. And that's, that's yeah. He can get over it, obviously. Yeah. I mean, when you have a girl that can put her legs that far <laughs> You listen. gotta be like, listen, I'm take I'm taking that girl off the market. I tried to yesterday when I went down to pick up my kids like underwear off the floor. <laughs> Bernard watched me, he's like, You were four feet too short. I was Wait, like, you were trying to, myself. You were trying you put one you had one foot on yeah, show me no. what you're trying to do. Oh oops, I dropped my pen. <laughs> I know it has to be by something because I gotta put my hand on something. <laughs> okay. That's not it's not Impressive. Wait, now I want to try it. (laughs) Are you okay? Yes. I think I would have hurt myself so much more if I wouldn't have fallen. You gotta watch that groin muscle. I'm far more impressed by you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty hard, guys. <laughs> it's basically a split in the air. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> you can't do a split on the ground. <laughs> so much chance do I have in the air? <sighs> All right, Bob and Judy. <coughs> Bob and Betty. Whatever. <laughs> um... The old rom-com trope of that dang miscommunication. I mean, it starts off with, like, the whole angle thing when they first get together. And I'm sorry, but Bob was right. Judy was playing an angle. Yeah. And Betty got so pissed. Oh, Judy's not like that. Yeah, Judy is like that. She admitted it to you. Yeah. So I don't know why Betty gets all offended. It's just... And he's like, there's nothing to get offended about. And he's right. There is nothing to get. No, she's so she, making mountains out of molehills. Yeah. She wants to make money doing their act. Mm-hmm. Big whoop. Yeah. So, but then, yeah, the miscommunication. And 
how how mad would you have been at Emma the housekeeper? Oh, furious. Right? Like, I never thought about that until I was actually, like, sitting in front of this movie taking notes. Mm-hmm. At the end, I was like, oh, my God. Emma just spread this misinformation and potentially ruined this relationship. Yeah. She's a bitch. Yeah. And she doesn't fucking care. At the end, she's like, oh, look at how nice they are. You ruined this. You caused this whole thing. You didn't even listen to the full conversation. No. You tried to get back and it was like, so why would you even say shit? Like, don't open your mouth. Yeah. I I did not like her. No. No. So I think that's really the only obstacle and it just keeps snowballing, if you will. Yeah. 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 And she just, she just doesn't talk to him about it, but. Which is I feel infuriating. like that's a 50s thing, though. I think there's no talking about feelings or communication or it's all. Okay. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's all under wraps. Like, you don't talk about how you actually feel. It's like, hey, I heard this from so-and-so is and I true? just wanted to make sure it's like, this is what happened and. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. You're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, off to the, I'm off to the carousel club. <laughs> Good luck, fucker. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That was a classy place, though, wasn't it? I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. I don't know. Oh. You know, I went to... I was so bummed that it was so packed. We couldn't find a seat at the bar. In New Orleans, there's a carousel bar. Mm. And it actually moves around oh that's so cool so the bar is one giant carousel and the bar stools are positioned so that if you're sitting at the bar you slowly move in a circle do you think you could get dizzy doing that i would have loved to have been able to tell you the answer but it was too packed we we couldn't it was so packed we couldn't even get like a drink and stamp somewhere okay but i did get a picture of it it's beautiful i'll have to post it yeah for sure all right second drink Oh, yeah. Here we go. All right. Drink two. It's quite a different drink. Thank you, Bernard. (laughs) So this drink is Dewar's 12 Scotch Drambuie, which is Scotch-based. Love it. Scotch on Scotch on Scotch. Yes. Half and half. And then Galliano Coffee Espresso Liquor, which I didn't realize wasn't just regular Galliano. So instead, we're using Patron Coffee Liquor. Liquor. It's literally the same, coffee liquor. Is it liquor or liqueur? I think it's liqueur. Okay, I just, I don't know. Liquor, hardly know her. That joke belongs in the time period of this movie, so we don't <laughs> let it pass. That's something James would say. I'm channeling my inner James. Well, look, I just got my 10,000th step by just sitting here. That's great. <laughs> Maybe it was that laugh. <laughs> got you there. Um, so I, I'm a little... It doesn't. It's not a big drink, I don't think. No, because you can see the line of condensation on your star. <laughs> it's less than halfway. It's like your star's wearing shorts. Uh, Cheers. Cheers. It's interesting. The front was good. The back is bad. See, I'm almost opposite. 
I think I get all the scotch flavor up front and then the back is more of that smooth half and half coffee taste. That coffee liqueur from Patron is so good. It is. I hate tequila, but that Patron coffee, get it. Mm -hmm. It's expensive, but it's worth it. Yeah. Sometimes there's just no substitute. I know. I Look, I get it. I agree. Yep. You can skimp some places. Vodka, skimp. Yeah, there's no taste difference. Right. But coffee liqueur. <laughs> you can't skimp. Can't skimp. Even though that wiggle is not cheap. It's just bad. Yeah, that wasn't good. Rum, I feel like you don't have to... I don't know. Yeah. Rum, yeah, is, rum, rum. is rum. Yeah. Unless you're in, like, Cuba. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a rum person. Never been there. Same. I do like rum. But. Okay. So, before we get back into it. Okay. Talk to me. I finally watched Don't Worry, Darling. Yes. Thank you. And what did you think? I was very taken aback. Because I thought it was completely different from what I expected. Yes. I thought it was going to be like a psychological, sexual thriller like Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, you thought that there was going to be like hardcore sex in there. There wasn't... If they think it's racy because he just eats his wife out, that's lame. Because that's like all it was. I mean, cool, good for them. Sure. But like... I was expecting, like, hot and heavy going at it, nudity. But you don't even see anything. Nothing. They're fully clothed in what yep. the two sex scenes there are. Yep. And he doesn't even pull her skirt up to go down on her. Nope. He, she just moans. Yeah. And, and, like, dishes go on the floor. BFD. Yeah. So that was disappointing, and I feel like they were talking about all those sex scenes just for the publicity, because it really wasn't... It, it wasn't no thing. But uh, it feels like I'm taking sides here. Okay. There was only one person talking about all the sex scenes. And that was Flo Pew. No. That was Olivia Wilde. Oh, I thought Florence Pugh was talking about it. She was saying it's more than about the sex. Which it very much was. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 thought, I thought it was a good movie. I did too. I... Bernard, did you like it? Yeah, he liked it. I thought it was really good. It was kind of, um, it was suspenseful. Um, Unexpected. It, yes, it was more of like a culty thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't really think that's a spoiler. No, I don't think so. Um, it was just completely advertised wrongly. Yes. And so that that was wild to me. Like, I, it was a completely different movie from what I thought I was getting into. I think that... Florence Pugh was like the obvious star like her acting is just so good she's phenomenal I love her in everything I've watched I think that's the only movie I've seen her in I saw her in Midsummer. can't watch it I think that you could except for like one scene because it's not scary it's more weird okay and there's one scene that's really weird and with gore, like mm-hmm. really bad. I think I know what scene you're talking about. The hammer scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like so shocking. Mm-hmm. And I was like audibly like, <gasps> but I also, 
I probably could watch it just because I know like every scene of the movie by now. You you don't have to close your eyes, or you know when to close your eyes, and I feel like it's just that one scene. Yeah, I that's a movie. The cinematography is cool. Like if you're into that, um, I think it's worth a watch. But Florence Pugh's acting is outstanding. Mm-hmm. And I watched Hawkeye, which was very good. Mm-hmm. I know that you guys aren't huge Marvel fans. But it was light. It was kind of like She-Hulk. Okay. Very light, kind of more comedy. Florence Pugh was in that. She's fantastic. Fantastic Russian accent, unlike Scarlett Johansson. Or, no, no. Who am I thinking of? Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, okay. Because she was from Sokovia. hmm And her accent just disappeared. No, she's great. And she's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I love the fashion in Don't Worry, Darling. <sighs> I loved it. I might rewatch it just because of the fashion. Chris Pine. What'd you think of him? Weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, hot. Mm-hmm. But, like, unsettling. Okay. Yeah. Harry Styles. I was underwhelmed by his performance, I'm not gonna lie. But he's amazing. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. I, there were some parts I think he did really well, and then there were other parts where I was like, mm, this is falling flat. I think, I just, I've told you, I've told you what I think I have. Like, when he's on the stage and I see him on stage, he's like this larger than life personality, but off of it, it's like he kind of loses himself a little bit. But that's, you know, he's also very young. He's my age. I thought he was, like, 23. No, he's... I think he's maybe 29. So he's a little bit younger than me. Okay. Well, let's fact check it. Oh, okay. He's 28. Okay. Man, he's been... He's, like, getting out there with with movies. Yeah, he is. I haven't heard good things about the policeman, though. Yeah, I have no interest in that, except, like, the only reason for me to watch it would be that he's in it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but the fashion was amazing. The plot twist was amazing. Mm-hmm. I, it was a little bit longer than I would have preferred. Yes, and <laughs> there was the one scene that I, I really do think could have been cut because I didn't see the point of it. And it was when the whole dancing scene on stage, when they announced his, like, what the fuck was that? It's basically how I thought it was, like, a clunky metaphor of, like, yes, we get it. Like, the man is telling this puppet to dance and he's dancing. Like, that kind of a thing. like, a long time. It went on forever. (laughs) Like, I think it was, like, ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, that would have easily... <laughs> like, I think three minutes would suffice. Yeah. Okay. Now, did you watch Wednesday? No. No Wednesday. We watched the first season to last and stopped. We'll get there. You're killing me. Um, we watched... We've been watching some Christmas movies. We watched 8-Bit on HBO Go, which I told you about. And I don't really think we've been watching anything else. You're killing me. I'm sorry. It's I thought just... you were going to start Wednesday. No. When did I say that? Maybe I'm confusing you with somebody at work. I know Bernard said he's interested in it. 
James loves it. Couldn't get enough of it. If that's any help for you, Bernard. I think I need to watch it before, like, spoilers come out. Yes. So. Because there are a bunch of things that could be spoiled. Maybe after. Christmas? Yeah. Like, whenever you're in your. PJs? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, the, 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 between Christmas and New Year's. Can I put it on with my child in the room? No. I wouldn't either anyway, so. Because there's some gore. Is there? Okay. Yeah. And nothing terrible, but, like, she would find it scary. Sure. Because she finds Muppets Christmas Carol scary. <laughs> that ghost of Christmas yet to come is frightening. Okay. It was a little unsettling. Yeah. What else? I feel like there was something else I wanted to talk to you about. But I guess not because... I mean, I want to watch Bullet Train. That's on Netflix right now. Amsterdam is on something. Mm, I want to watch that. Yeah, like there's a Listen, bunch of movies I want to watch. I told you already, but I'll tell you again on the air. Top Gun, Maverick. I'm not kidding. I would watch it again today. Wow. It was so much better than that stupid 80s one. Bernard, how'd you feel about the 80s Top Gun? Oh, this is better. Had James ever seen the 80s one before? We watched it together for the first time. Oh, okay. He liked it. I thought it was boring. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, I was living in the Cold War when that... I mean, that was a huge... I'm not saying... movie for me. I'm not... I just thought the movie could have been better. I mean, it was, it was so historically accurate. Absolutely flying upside down by a name. It wasn't. Listen, I'm not thinking this one's historically accurate either, but god damn it is it suspenseful. <laughs> I heard someone talking about how sexy Miles Teller is. I just don't get it. Uh, Alice loves him. I know. I She said it on the chat line mm. one day, and I was like, I just don't get it. And it's not for me. I can see it, though. Okay. I can't. All I see is him in Divergent. And it was so bad. <laughs> Can't get over it. Those books were so good, though. But I remember being really disappointed by the end. Yeah, the last one. I read the first two and then just stop. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, okay. Well, I guess that's it. Yeah, you have to watch Bullet Train and you have to get back to me because it's so good. Maybe that's my by next podcast. I will watch Yes. That. Yes, because I did all of my homework. I know, but that wasn't homework at the time, but it is now. Just want to like, ogle Brad Pitt for a while. He gets so much better with age. He does. But also that Aaron Taylor Johnson is really hot in this too. Ooh, that's the guy from Kick-Ass mm-hmm. and Godzilla. Yeah, he mm-hmm. is kind of hot. He has like a perfect mustache. Is he a big character? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like stashes. Sorry, I well, love him. We'll see what happens. I prefer Henry Cavill with a stash. Oh, no. The stash with the stubble, it's perfection. Mm, stubble helps. Stubble definitely helps. I love a good stash. Mm. Yeah. All right, chemistry. Speaking of stashes, we ain't got any. No, not here. Not here. Um... So, chemistry. I mean, I thought everyone, it was a great ensemble cast. Mm -hmm. They all played really well off of each other. Mm -hmm. I think 
arguably <clears throat> the best chemistry is Wallace and Davis. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Their repartee, like the snappy comebacks, mm-hmm. the physical comedy between them, I just think plays really well. Every time you see uh, Danny Kay... Like Sir Robin's <laughs> arm and giving those puppy dog eyes, like I saved your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fantastic. It made me laugh every time. I love it. Uh, but the the chemistry as soon as they meet the girls, it pops up. I mean, you know, with the with the women, they start talking about the color eyes the girls have, mm-hmm. and they're both talking about a different sister that they want to hook up with. So I thought that was great. Yeah. Yeah, so that goes well. They're both looking at their prospective dates there. Mm-hmm. I also thought the chemistry between Betty and Bob started off well. Like, they're angry at each other. We all know there's a thin line between love and hate. Mm-hmm. But then when they get over it, she's like, listen, we're never going to see each other again. So yeah. let's just cheers and have a good time. And he's like, absolutely. I thought that was cool. They're also mad at each other and, like, scooting closer to each other. Like, mm. they're rearranging their chairs closer. Uh-huh. I didn't pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Some, sometimes it's hard analyzing a movie that you've seen, God, maybe once a year since you were age four. Yes. It's tough once you've seen a movie like this once a year since you were the age of four Mm -hmm. because some of this chemistry stuff gets lost on you and like you can't remember like feeling uh, like do you know what i'm trying to say Mm -mm. okay like you just know that they're gonna get together you just remember these scenes and like you don't feel as strongly as you did the first time you would have seen it or something once i get my podcast notebook on my lap it is game on okay because i know like i don't know i just know that they're gonna sing their piano song and i know that it's cute but you know coming my blessing it's a good song so yeah you do kind of have to like go in the if i was just seeing this for the first time how would i feel about this thank or you are they building this up the right way yes um And, again, like I said it before, but I do think closed captioning helps point some of this stuff out. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were young, we weren't watching it with closed captioning. Mm -mm. It wasn't a thing, really. And and then, um, you know, we wouldn't have been able to read it anyway. So concentrating on that dialogue and watching how they interact does help. Looking upon this with a podcast notebook on my lap and trying to have fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. Their kiss after the piano and the, or after the song mm. and the late night snacks, it was like kind of shocking. You're like, ooh, something's cooking. It was a full on, like, mm-hmm. this is it. Smoocheroo. Soulmates. Mm-hmm. And then the general walked in that cock block. <sighs> Motherfucking general. I know. And he was just all... It. He would have been happy to watch. <laughs> I'm just saying he was like, don't mind me. Well, obviously not, because you didn't turn around and walk away. Like, he should have. <laughs> yes, he really should have. <laughs> Read the room, General. <laughs> this is a three's a crowd situation. Absolutely. 
Uh, are, we, are we just concentrating on Betty and Bob right now, or are we doing both? I let's do both. Okay. I, going back to that first dinner, I like um, Phil fumbling over his words with Judy. I know that's his character, but it shows that he's attracted to her and he thinks he's beautiful. His voice cracks. He starts talking about Vermont and repeating things she mm-hmm. says. It's just cute. It is really cute. She's going to wear the pants in that relationship. And I think that's fine. I don't really have a lot. <laughs> um, I thought Judy and Phil's chemistry relied on a lot on trying to get Bob and Betty together. Yes. So them teaming up, putting each other on the same page as them really helped build that chemistry. Mm-hmm. And she was able to like force her way in there a little bit with all of this kind of stuff. Um, another huge rom-com trope, apparently fake engagements. Love it. Big theme. If I wasn't already married, I'd fake one so I could get married. Because <laughs> if the first step to fake, what comes after faking an engagement is always a real relationship. It's a real marriage. Absolutely. You got to learn. Yep. I did feel bad for Bing Crosby in this because he didn't know what he did wrong and he's trying so hard to get on her good side again. He's like, I'm like being a good guy and this bitch is hating on me. He actually, I think he full out asked her. He's like, I don't know what happened, but can you tell me? And he just walks away. She's like, I got to pour this champagne. <laughs> Poor guy. He's clueless. A fucking housekeeper, man. The worst. It was her last movie, but somehow I still hate her for it. <laughs> it was, her, was it her first and last movie? I don't... I don't feel like I've seen her in other things. The Wicked Witch of the West? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, they started angry at each other. They got over it and then... Got angry again. Got angry. Well, she did. She did. They do go, like... When they're at the piano, like you said, and he reaches around her and she looks up, she goes, ooh, that's much better. Yes. I had that part down and I forgot about it. I love that scene. And then, you know, Phil and Judy are watching. It's really cute. I like the scene where he goes to see her in New York and you can just see her turmoil on stage. She doesn't want to sing the song she wrote about him. Love, you didn't do right by me. But he did. But he did. <laughs> it's just you shouldn't be talking to Emma the housekeeper because she's spreading lies. Or you could have told him what was going on, like, the third time he asked. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> um, I do love the scene between Judy and Phil where they get fake engaged. Yeah. And he keeps backing away and she's almost like crawling towards him and her hand on his leg. That's and... what I was talking about. Yeah, her hand creeps up his thigh mm-hmm. and you're like, ooh, how far is that hand going to go? I know. Spicy. I do like that scene too. I love the comment about his relationship with his Cocker Spaniel. He's like comparing her to... I can't remember the exact line, but later on in the movie, he says, you know, you're far more superior to my cocker <laughs> spaniel. It's so funny. The comedic timing is perfect. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they do everything 
in sync. Like, mm-hmm. their words when they were switching dance partners. Mm-hmm. So Bob and Betty, like, they were they would just work really well together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the way Bob looks at Betty when she surprises him coming back from New York to be in the play. Yeah. She comes out with that, like, shit-eating grin on her face whenever uh-huh. they're doing the... She knew what she was doing. Gee, I wish I was back in the Army song. Yeah. And he just is just <gasps> taken aback. And he puts his hands on his hips like, you minx. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. Yes. I said I love it whenever they find out about the fake engagement and Bing Crosby said you might have been stuck with this weird mobile for life. <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. And then she runs out of the room like sobbing hysterically after she said after he says that. That's so good. <laughs> I think that's kind of all I have on chemistry. I think that encompasses everything. Like yeah. Judy and Phil working together. Bob trying to make it up to Betty. I mean, he, like, is at the train trying to talk her off. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, no, we're done. Fuck you, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he really tries hard. Like, A plus for effort. Mm -hmm. This is the first time I really, truly realized that watching this. It's like, you're taking notes on, like, okay, he tried here. He tried here. He tried here. Mm -hmm. He followed her to the train station. He went to her club. Yeah. Like, God, lady, how many, how many clues do you need? Like, he's a good guy. Yeah. And then the end, she gives him the night toy. Mm-hmm. Which is what we're drinking, which we didn't say. This is the white night. Which is ironic, because it's brown. Yeah. So. I don't know how they made this name, but it is called the white night in tribute to this toy. That she gives them. Mm-hmm. Who do you like better? Which couple? Betty and Bob. Oh, see, I go Judy and Phil. I think Betty and Bob have better chemistry than Judy and Phil. I like their playfulness, though, mm-hmm. and how she's in charge. Yeah. I get it. So, yeah. Uh... We haven't talked about the general at all, because he's a huge character in this. He is. I love him. I love whenever they see him for the first time and they both go into the salute and Danny Kay's like, you're a janitor. (laughs) And he he says, and the general goes, never thought I'd make it, huh? (laughs) And it's so fast. It's so snappy. (laughs) I love that. That's great. And I just, I always get choked up when the general comes out. Do you? I do. And seeing everybody waiting for him. I can't. Because of those tapered candles and the cake. I always get distracted by how they have tapered candles and the cake. <laughs> that is... I was like, why the fuck? You are crazy. That's insane. I've never once thought that. I thought it was just an old-timey thing. I was like, that cake looks perfectly normal to me. I'm always like, why are there six-inch candles on this cake? I can't get over it. Yep. Yep. That's what I think about. Oh, my gosh. So, you got a bit of a Stranger Things going on here with the lights. Sure. There's lights everywhere in Marie's home. Please tell me... Oh, okay. Oh, my God. The light 
by the one above your head. It looks like you nailed nails into the wall to hang them up. And I was like, damn, that is dedication and truly some Joyce Byers shit. They're they're taxed. That makes much more sense. Yes. Bernard assured me that the holes are underneath the crown molding. Mm -hmm. Or pasteboard. The top board. (laughs) Um, So we won't be able to see it. Yeah. Yeah, the general's huge. And he tries to get Bob to do the right thing by Betty, not realizing that it's Betty who's the pissed off one. Because mm-hmm. he goes, you guys just need a good talking to. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck you, General. Talk to your housekeeper. Truth. Um, yeah, I like the whole tie-in with the General, and I think he's a sweet old man. I do, too. Would you be surprised to know that he's six years younger than Bing Crosby? <laughs> they paint him out to be this <laughs> old man. Did they dye his hair, do you think? I don't think so. So, it was funny. I was watching White Christmas, and he was like, I bet everybody in this movie is like 35. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I bet you that general's 35. What's his name? Dean Jagger? Uh-huh. This movie came out in 54. Uh-huh. Okay, let's see. Because I also looked. Um, Rosemary Clooney and Bing Crosby are 25 years age difference. Yikes. Which is gross. Yeah. When you think about it. Um, Dean Jagger. So Bing Crosby was 51 when this movie was filmed. Okay, he looks it. So then Dean Jagger would have been 45. <laughs> just Rosemary Clooney would have been twenties, like mid twenties. Okay. So and then I know um Judy is seven years older than Betty. So okay. she would have been mid thirties. Interesting. Yeah. She has a very youthful face. Yeah. Danny Kay, let's see. He was 1911, so he would have been in his 40s. That fits. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, wait, that's weird. It says date of birth, January 18th, 1911, and then it says January 18th, 1913. So, somewhere along there. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder if his immigration papers got... I don't even know if he immigrated or if he was born in the United States. I think it's a born in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Yeah, Brooklyn. But the birthday he celebrated, it said his actual year of birth was 1911. I didn't read far enough. But the birthday he celebrated was 1913. That's weird. That is very weird. Very, very weird. So, what do you think the moment they fell in love was? Oh. It's hard. It is because you don't see every moment with the couple, like, since it's split between. Because I think, for him, I feel like, for Bob, I think it was a love at first sight thing. And for Betty, I think she fell in love with him on the train because she's giving him goo-goo eyes while he's singing the song, the snow song. Mm, I would agree with love at, at first sight for Bob and Phil. Okay. Since they're both, like, talking about eyes and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. But for Betty, I would say the piano when she, like, turns Mm. and their faces are close together. What about Judy? 
She's tougher. Definitely before the scene where she's like feeling him up on the bench, <laughs> trying to get fake engaged. Dancing? Yeah, the, that long dance. That they yeah. Had. Did you know that she tripped over him? No. So at the end, she was supposed to sit on his bended knee, but she tripped over his foot in the back and she he caught her. Can you see it? Uh-huh. Oh, man, I got to look at that. Yeah, I just felt no joke. I found that out on an Instagram reel today. That is so weird mm-hmm. and funny. Mm-hmm. I did not know that fact. That's really cool. It just shows you that your phone is always listening because I've never had like a reel like that, like it an old movie reel show up before. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Creepy. Um, it's a good thing we don't have anything going on with our lives that we care about being monitored. Nah. Nope, none at all. Pretty much an open book. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, iconic scene. <clears throat> It's hard when the movie is so iconic. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what my favorite scene is of this whole damn movie. I love it when Wallace and Davis sing Sisters. Oh, yeah. I To me, that's truly iconic. And that wasn't supposed to be in there. Oh, it makes the whole movie. They were like, the guys were fucking around in between takes and the director saw it and liked it. I love that. And put it in. And then Danny <clears throat> Kay later on went on to say that Bing Crosby was in the middle of like a divorce or just gotten mm. divorced. And so he was like trying to make him laugh and relax by like hitting him with all that stuff. Well, that's sweet. And it finally worked. Was it... Was the divorce during, or dur- before, during, or after he was beating his children? I don't know anything about that. You, I don't know how you know. They always, it's like a thing that's joked about. Like, it's a pop culture thing that people joke about, Bing Crosby beating his children. No way! I've never heard this. There's, like, always people who are referencing, like, oh yeah, like, Bing Crosby beating his child. I mean, I know about Joan Crawford. What? She beat her kid. Mommy dearest? Oh. I didn't know that was based on truth. Yeah, Gary Crosby said his father beat him almost daily. Mm hmm. So that's why at the end of the movie, I was like, get Bing Crosby away from all those children. <laughs> Eek. Well, you made a face at something. What did you make a face at? It said um, the whole thing. I don't know if this is a reputable website or not. It just popped up the first thing on Google. Um, Gary Crosby said his father would beat him daily. My father would come home at 6 o'clock, and by 6.05, he'd heard the news of what I'd done. Then I'd get bent over and my pants taken down and beat till I bled. Jesus. He said he endured the pain by dreaming up ways to murder his father. Which son was that? Gary. Gary. Okay. And then Lindsay Crosby committed suicide in 1989, as did Dennis Crosby two years later. Gary Crosby died from complications of lung cancer in 1995. That's wild. So. Well, that's... 
terrible. Yeah. He had a lot of kids. How many kids did he have? That I don't know. Let's see. I want to say he had at least six. Okay. Bing Crosby's daughter reveals the truth behind brother's damning book detailing star's abuse. Seven children. His younger half-sister told whatever news source that Gary had told him publishers encouraged him to exaggerate his claims. Hmm. So, years later, he apologized profusely to us, but by then, the damage was done. I don't know. You have that, Suez. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I it's it's one of those things where... You're kind of never going to know what the truth was. Yeah. But let's get back to this iconic movie. (laughs) I just opened up an article from the Washington Post. Oh, that's got to be reputable. I was being serious. Okay, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Um... Did you say your iconic scene? You didn't say your iconic scene. I did. It's going to be the last one where mm-hmm. they open the gates with the Christmas tree. And I, know. I do hate the kids with the ballet scene. I think it's unnecessary. I agree. I, I am annoyed by them as well. I'm glad that you said that. And the girl in the middle is so fucking serious. Like, she had to be. Like, the other ones are smiling. And she's got, like, this sad look on her face. She's dancing on her tippy toes. They all are. Not as much as her. Mm. But I know that that's the obvious choice. Like, not the obvious. Like, it's the, the Thanks, real choice. Like, I didn't put fucking thought into it. No, that's like the, 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 the true choice for the, icon- <laughs> the iconic scene. But I just love that sister's scene where they're oh, lip syncing. It's my favorite. Yeah. It's so funny. With their little sock garters. Mm-hmm. Is that what they're called? I don't know what they're called, but they're so weird. Sock pull ups, sock bras. Why are those still a thing? Can you buy those nowadays? Mm-hmm. I don't know either. I hope so. They're hot. So hot. Just want to run my leg up Bernard's ankle to feel the sock harder. <laughs> <laughs> Suspenders for your sock. <laughs> um, sock garters. They have to be. That's what they are. I don't know. Uh, do they stay together? Yes, absolutely. They both do. I mean, they have like a traveling band, like the Partridge family. Yeah, and Bob's like over middle age, so gotta get cooking. He has to settle down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like the sisters don't really have parents to look after them. No, it didn't seem like it. You're right. So I think that that's. What Societally, socially, they need men. Obviously. Mm. Yeah. I do think that Phil and Judy have a better chance of having a happy relationship than Bob and Mm -hmm. Betty. Yeah, you're right. I think Bob and Betty's will be more passionate, Mm. but probably good in bad ways and good ways. Yeah. And Phil and Judy will be like lighthearted. Uh, hopefully film or Bob and Betty don't have a housekeeper. <laughs> that would really eliminate a lot of their problems if they just don't get a housekeeper. <laughs> if they just talk to each other. Yeah. 
Um, final thoughts. Did we do everything? Yeah. Okay. Final thoughts. There's an extra, like, you know how whenever the general is going down the line of people shaking hands? At the end. Yes. Yeah. There's an extra who thinks that the general is going to shake his hand and he puts his hand out and he does one of these and adjusts his hat. And it's (laughs) hilarious. I watched it three times. It's amazing. It's so awkward. I can't wait. Yes. It's great. So now there's two things you got to look out for. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite musical number in this? I ought to go with the best things happen when you're dancing. I agree. That's my favorite, too. Mm-hmm. Worst. Because there's quite a few. I mean, you got I don't like Mr. Bo- that Mr. Bones song. So that's the minstrel yeah, one. I don't like that one. So that was a nod. I read this in the facts. That was a nod to how Hollywood was becoming more politically correct and racially sensitive. And oh. it was changing comedy and all that stuff. Like, because you couldn't do blackface anymore and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Because... The original movie that the White Christmas was from was from Holiday Inn. Right, and I know that movie has not aged well. No, there is a blackface part in that. And it is, let me tell you, Bernard and I had no idea that that was a thing in that movie. And we were watching it one day because we bought it. We were like, yeah. oh, a Christmas movie. Because it, it's like a famous... It was shocking. Yikes. We both, we were like cuddling on the couch and we both sat up and were immediately uncomfortable. Yikes. Have you ever seen that? Nope. Probably did, probably won't. Yeah. I mean, the movie's not that good anyway, except it does have Fred Astaire dancing. Okay. And, you know. Yeah. Um... Let me just add on to that because they originally wanted Fred Astaire to do Danny Kaye's part oh. because they were both on Holiday Inn together. I see. But Fred Astaire couldn't do it for some reason. I forget why. So then they wanted to get Donald O'Connor in, who was Gene Kelly's partner in Singing in the Rain. Okay. I've never even heard that name in my life. The Singing in the Rain is the only one I know him, okay. know him from. Um, but then he came down with like Z virus or something, which I didn't know what that was. And so Danny Kay was third choice and he's not nearly as good dancer as the other two. So that's why you see Vera Ellen Bradley. I don't know. She, in IMDb, she was just Vera Ellen. So that's why you see her dancing with that other guy. Okay. Because even though he was good, he, he wasn't that caliber. Yeah. He wasn't her caliber. Yeah. That time when she does that tap, that tap with her toe. Oh, yeah. It's Crazy. so impressive. Yeah. It's great. I'm so glad they, like, are all pointing it to it, too. Like, yeah, we know this is badass. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that she was just a dancer. She wasn't a singer, so they dubbed her. They dubbed her. Yeah. Yeah. Did they dub her speaking voice or just her singing voice? I think just her singing voice okay. because it said you could hear her actual singing voice when they got off the train in Vermont and kind of did that reprise. Mm. That was actually her. Hmm. Which I never noticed a difference. Mm-mm. So. <laughs> Interesting. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I love that the housekeeper and the general's granddaughter sent his all of his suits to the dry cleaners, so he had to wear his <laughs> general's. I that was great. Did she redeem herself by doing that? Not if it was the granddaughter's idea. Mm. Good point. I think I have maybe two more. I don't know. How long would the injury thing work on you? Probably twice. Two times. And I'd be done. (laughs) Why two? I don't know. I think the first time I'd be like, yeah, you're right. And then the second time I would allow it again. And then the third time I'd be like, no, I already did pretty, two pretty huge things for you. So I think we're square. Okay. What about you? You're, you're so easily guilt tripped. It's not even funny. It would work for life. Uh, Probably. The first time it really inconvenienced me, I'd be like, nah. (laughs) Thanks, pal. But I gave you a really good career. I'd be talking to Vernon right now and be like, but he saved my life. I just want him to be happy. (laughs) Oh, okay. So the minstrel show was your worst song. Yes. Okay. Yours is the theater. The theater. Mandy's pretty bad. Mandy's bad. But I always think that's like part of the minstrel because it goes into Mandy, right? Yeah, it does. It starts off with Mr. Bones. Mr. I hate her outfit for that one too. And I do too. And the green and red tuxes. Yes, I do too. Garish. But if we're counting like every song, it would be the one at the Ed Sullivan or Ed Harrison, whatever yeah. they call it. That bad. But minstrels, minstrels, pretty bad. Yeah. Danny Kay's facial expressions are so good. Mm-hmm. So expressive. So goofy. How did you like Bob's like little scarf? That loved he tied? it. No, you I did. did not. I did. He did it like a few times, and I loved it every single time. I was like, "This guy is cultured." <laughs> <laughs> All it took was a little airline scarf tied around his neck. Culture. This guy's seen shit. He has a little scarf around his neck. <laughs> Ruton, I can't focus on anything besides a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would stand there with a scarf like this. Sometimes I would be like, can his pants get any higher? And like Jerry said, can his pants get any higher? That's my Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> you know those drinks hit hard when you're impersonating Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> another person where he wears his pants so I think high. It's just the style. Like, I, at what point are they touching your nipples? <laughs> I don't I know. I feel like I remember Grandpa's pants being that high, too. Have you seen us when we sit down? <laughs> Those pants are pretty high. Uh, these ones, wait. There we go. <laughs> Sometimes I like to see if I can get my lounge pants over my boobs. <laughs> I like to, like, you know walk around a little bit i had a real hard moment in the car i think it was yesterday where my sweatpants were cutting into my stomach while i was driving and i was like if i can't move them, i'm gonna wreck the car right now <laughs> thank god my winter coat had a zipper from the bottom too because i was like i gotta move them 
Did you have your child in the car with you? <laughs> no, I was by myself, so oh, it would have been good. fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the sandwich scene. I hated the sandwich scene. The liverwurst. I'm gonna dream of a blonde. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. I hated that. It's pretty um. Sexist. It's dated. Yeah. yeah. And Rosemary Clooney said that was all improvised by Crosby. So there you go. Oh, did you notice their thing about um, Judy and Betty's brother being out of the country? Yes. Alaska. Didn't it become a state in what? 58? 59. 59. So he was out of the country. Wild. Yeah. Because I was always confused by that, but Mm -hmm. now I know. Yep. I think I learned it on the quarter. Oh, okay. Because all of the state quarters yeah. have to... Mm-hmm. Uh, my last final thought. Mm-hmm. The snow at the end. Asbestos? Asbestos. Nice. Absolutely. Inhale that cancer. Uh, yeah, they get did. It, get it in your lungs. They did. I wonder if any of them did die from it. Oh, like, um, cancer. Vera Allen <laughs> and Danny Kay both died really young. Well, young, by young, I mean, like, I think Vera Allen was 60 and Danny Kay was, like, 71. Okay. Because I, I saw Vera Allen was 1921 and 1981. Mm-hmm. Which I think 60 is young. Mm-hmm. I agree. And Danny Kay died, I think, in 70... I don't know. He either died in 80 or 79 or something like that. I don't know about Bing Crosby, though. Uh, I just saw it because I saw something like, who did he leave his money to? 85, maybe? maybe? Oh, that's I'm a- not sure. Yeah. Are you ready for my final thought? Danny K. congestive heart failure. Okay. What's your final thought? Unless you want me to do this first. You can do that. You're Ellen Ovarian Cancer. Ah, uh, there it is. And then Bing Crosby, heart attack. Am I forgetting Rosemary Clooney? Do you know what I loved? Lung cancer. Oh. I want to try Dean Jagger too. Cardiovascular disease. My final thought. Bing Crosby's son, Harry Crosby, had one of the biggest roles of all time. He starred in Friday the 13th. Oh my god, no. Yep, that was his, besides being Bing Crosby's son, Harry Crosby's claim to fame was starring in Friday the 13th. He did a great job too, I loved him. Was he main character? Mm Mm-hmm. Because I've never seen them. <sighs> they're so good in the worst way. Yeah. And they're not scary. They're ridiculous. Yes. Kevin Bacon was the first one too, right? That's right. He gets a spear in the neck while he's fucking. Classic. Actually, he might have just finished. <laughs> Jason waited for him to climax and then he took his chance. like, I'm going to give the guy this one. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. My favorite Friday the 13th kill is this guy in a wheelchair gets a machete to the head 
and he falls down like two flights of stairs oh in his wheelchair. God. And it makes me laugh every time because it's like slapstick. It's which what one is it? It's part two. It's okay. my favorite Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> Cause of that scene. Yeah, and then there's also a really good scene. I think I, I think it's part two. Yes, because it's the girl who's gonna fuck the guy in the wheelchair. She's like, I need to freshen up, and then she goes and puts on brown panties. <laughs> every time because I'm like you had black underwear on but you're gonna change to put brown everyone knows that poo color panties (laughs) really gets a guy going and then she spritzes perfume on her badge what sting can't be good for the ph she's like spritzing spritzing and then she goes (laughs) and then she like (laughs) it's such oh I love that (coughs) next Halloween we gotta watch it no way. It's so funny. <sighs> That's it. That's all I got. Sorry if my fact was... No. No, I like it. Okay. It brings it all around to, like... To me? You were going to say to me, it brings well, it all back around to you. And Halloween. It is. Because we were talking all about a lot of things, like the goth tree and, like, different things like that. That's true. That was off the record, though. But I... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't keep, keep my goth tree secret. <laughs> no, I have um, a couple of black trees from Target favorited so I can see when they go on sale. Because no one's going to buy a fucking black tree. You know what I mean? <laughs> Except for you. Except for me. <laughs> so please check out our Instagram at Toasty Romcoms. Rate, review, subscribe. Click those stars, please. Five stars. We're talking about stars, martini glasses. This movie. I'm giving it four out of five. It could, it's not the best rom com. The most important question holy shit, is this a Christmas movie? Because some people like to say that it's not a Christmas movie, but it, it's a Christmas movie because it literally. It, Climaxes on Christmas Eve. I don't know that it is a Christmas movie. Go fuck yourself. Because I was going to say I would give it a four, but because it's advertised as a Christmas movie and it's not a Christmas movie, I'm giving it a 3.5. You are the worst. You're part of the problem. So email us at a toast to rom coms at gmail.com. Is this a Christmas movie? Am I the literal worst or am I just right? Uh, email us your answer is this a Christmas movie or isn't it and then also email us is Marie the literal worst (laughs) Bernard will email 50 times be like yes 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 Alright, so until next time, at Toasty Romcoms for Instagram, www.toastromcoms.com for movie recommendations, drink recommendations, click those stars, rate, review, subscribe, and make these drinks. They were pretty good. Yeah, I liked them. Yeah. The scotch one was very different. I would drink it again, which yeah, is surprising me for me. Yeah, I would too. It was nice. So, until next time. Watch up, drink up, and 
Cheers. Cheers.